Father, I pray that that wouldn't just be um, a song that we sing or words that we say, but that it would be a prayer that comes from our heart. And God, um, I'm thankful that you know each one of these past years, um, these past uh, months, uh, weeks, whatever has led us to today. God, I, I uh, believe that you have a word for us uh, here this morning, for each, each kids that are here among us. God, I pray for uh, those of us who, who will open your word this morning and, and uh, that we would hear your word. And God, would we be uh, spirit-empowered here Amen. All right, uh, youth, you can uh, go to your time of teaching now. Um, hey, that's something to be thankful for. Our youth, uh, uh, what we've seen in their lives, those are grades 5 through 12 uh, that are heading out. And um, then uh, our, our kids are in here with us this morning too, right? Are any kids here? Where are my kids out there? All right. Um, uh, today's uh, a lot of servants and teachers, so we just have our kids in with us today, but um, are glad that our kids are here, and uh, hopefully they, they got their clipboards with some things, but kids, let me ask you, last time you were in here, we had shouted out, compassion, all right, and what did I tell you to say anytime I said compassion? Amen. All right. And so I don't have a key word for you this morning, but if you ever feel like saying with us that we're, we're, we're hearing from God a little bit. And, and so um, feel free to, to uh, um, share along. Um, but uh, we're in kind of this transition from uh, Christmas to I do want to share scripture with us that, that God's put on my heart uh, for us as we head into the new year and, and allow him to speak to us uh, through that. Now, as I've gotten a little bit older, um, I'm 37 now, which uh, for some older than that will say, son, you haven't seen anything yet. Um, and uh, uh, then there's some of us that say, all right, you're in the same, same stage here. So, um, but as I've gotten a little bit older, I've gotten more reflecting years. Uh, this year, my youngest kids went to um, kindergarten, and so they're all in school. My oldest is 11 and uh, over halfway to college, I've realized. Uh, so it's just made me a little bit more uh, kind of reflective about these young pastor uh, trying to figure things out or being married for 14 years I can't get away well, I'm just trying to learn the ropes I don't really know my wife yet uh, the reality is I have to, to grapple with those things and, and so um, I've got a reflective uh, led us um, in order to to know where uh, he wants us to go moving forward at this point as well um, and so I've been thinking about this past year and I, I don't know what you would say if you were to look at 2015 what, what would be the word that you would uh, give to that uh, to describe what this year has been like? Uh, maybe, maybe some of you said, you know, 2015 was great. I, I got into a new relationship. Things are really clicking. Uh, some of us may say, well, 2015, that was, that was tiring. <laughs> you know, not only did I have a new relationship, but I had a, a new baby and it got pretty tiring. Or I started a new career and had to a, had a work over. It's been a, a difficult year where you lost some relationships maybe, or, or went through some uh, real hard health, or like, uh, yeah, I've been climbing, what I hope this morning that we can do in our time together, we only have a little time together, um, is that my, my hope would be that we would pause long enough to allow God to speak into, uh, for those of us who say uh, it's been a great year, that we would pause long enough to give thanks. For those of us who would say it's been a tiring year that we would be able to, to pause and to refresh with the Lord. For those of us who say it's been, it's been a blur maybe to get some clarity for where he is leading us forward. Because we have a God who speaks to his people. 
Amen? Amen? That's something we can say amen about. We have a God who speaks to his people. That We have a God who is not far from us who is not distant from us, but a God who comes and walks alongside us, walks among us, and is with us. And he is faithful from year to year, from generation to generation. He is not distant from us. From the book of Isaiah, who Isaiah was a prophet who spoke to God's people. And you can turn there if you want to, to Isaiah 43, if you have your Bible. I'm putting it up on the screen too. You can just read along with it there. Isaiah 43. God's prophet is speaking to, they've been there for years and they're kind of just wondering what it is that they're supposed to be doing and God speaks to them. Verse, uh, chapter 43, verse one, it says, but now thus says the Lord to his people, he who created you, O Jacob, and he's speaking to a specific people, but he speaks to all his people and he says this, fear not, I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Be burned, and the flame shall not consume you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And in those words, God speaks that He is with us. Wherever you've gone, whatever you've gone through, whatever you're going through, they're with you. Now, that is some good news. Now, if it's been a year where you've been questioning yourself, questioning your value, what is your worth, how do you add up, God says to you, you, I call you by name. To him, you are worth. If you've been battered by the river, battered by the waves, he says, hey, give thanks because you're still here with us. You're still here. You're still trial by fire. Yes, you may have been singed, but you have not been burned. You are still here to hear from the Lord, and he wants to lead you through. Maybe you feel like you haven't been making much progress. It's just been another year. I'm still in the same place. Wherever you are. Now, that's a word about who God is. That, that he is with us. That he is near us. But I believe that this morning that God has a word of hope for us as we look forward. Uh, that he wants to give us this morning. Thus says the Lord. Now, I, I'm not one that goes around a lot of time saying my own words, thus saith the Lord. Um, because a lot of times it's, it's my words or, or, or my thoughts who makes a way. But first we know this, that he is one who makes a way in the sea. He is one who makes a path in the mighty waters. Now if you, you are familiar with the Bible, you may recognize that that's language that points back in the history of Israel to a time of the Exodus. If you're not familiar with the Bible, rescued his people from the hands of slavery, from the hands of bondage in Egypt, and freed them. And he did it by leading them through uh, the, the Red Sea, by parting the waters, by making a path where there was none, and, and then by uh, drowning all. And notice the present tense in these verbs, that he is not a God who once made a way in the sea. He is not a God who once, one time in history, made a path through the mighty waters. It says, he is the Lord who makes a way in the sea. Tense words imply that the great exodus that was seen, the, the freedom from bondage, is representative of who our God is. That he is a God who delivers his people. 
Not just one time in history, but continually, this is what he does. Does He is a God, it's extinguished, quenched like a wick. Again, pointing back to those armies of Egyptians that were pursuing them, that God defeated. It points back to a time in history, but also talks about this being an ongoing thing. Our God is a God who delivers our, his people, and he is a God who... Now, we think, who are our enemies today? There's not maybe an army that is pursuing us. Our enemies are not people. You may say, well, I have some people that I I think are enemies. I'd love for God to just take them out. But that's not what he's talking about. Ephesians 6 says that our our principalities of this dark world, in, in the spiritual realm, that we have enemies that defeat us, that hold us down, that keep us in bondage. Maybe we would call them by the names depression, the names anxiety. Maybe even religion that we, that we, are, we are stuck to. Judgmentalism, hypocrisy. Uh, these are the enemies that defeat us, that, that hold us back. But the good news is this, that our God is a God who, and this is who our God is. We need to know before we hear what he has to say for us, we have to remember who our God is. And that's what the Bible tells us. It's a story of who our God is and how he works with his people. He is a God who delivers his people. With that in mind, knowing our God and how great is our God, then we can hear his words. Thus says the Lord. And he says in verse 18, remember not the former. Now, that may seem a little bit strange because he, he just talked in these verses about things that we should remember and recount. You see, uh, remembering is good. Reflecting is good. We are to remember who God is. The scriptures call us to remember, to remember, remember kind of in a longing way for the old days and for the old ways. Remember, Isaiah was speaking to uh, people of Israel in exile. They would look back on the day and say, remember when it was so good in the old land? It's so bad. Now, I think sometimes we uh, do this. I was thinking the other day and kind of recounting uh, of some of the college days uh, that I had. I remember, like, just uh, being completely, like, free, like, hungry, uh, you know, sleeping on a Saturday morning until noontime. I know a lot of our college students aren't here, but they would say amen to that. Um, but now things are different. It was so easy, and we just kind of pal around, do, do these things. Now it's a different stage of life, right? Four kids. You know, I'm in bed at 10 o'clock. You know, I wish I was in bed at 8 o'clock, but I can't get in bed till 10 o'clock. Old days. Uh, like, like they were the, the perfect days. They were not the perfect days. Or you can look at what God is doing here and now. So he writes and he says, remember not the former things. Don't be God who is unchanging, who works through generations, but look forward now and pursue what God is doing now. Pursue what God wants to do. Don't dwell in the past. See what God is doing today. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God speaks to his people and said, don't think about the old things. Look at what I'm doing now. Think that's the only time I was going to act. Remember right now that I want to act now in the place where you are in exile, the place where you are wandering, the place where you are wandering. I, I want to act now. Behold, I'm doing a new thing in your lives. Among, you know, historically, God, God is speaking 
uh, about looking forward to sending Jesus. Isaiah was a prophet speaking about a time when Jesus would come. And he's telling his people, Israel, who are so in these things that they had to do to earn God's favor. He's saying, forget the former ways. I've got a new thing coming. His name is Jesus. And he is good news. He is the gospel. And and you see, uh, God had a new way that he was going to work. In fact, when Jesus came, uh, you need some new wineskins. Because uh, you're trying to put me, Jesus, in the old way, in the old frameworks, old wineskins that are just going to burst. I cannot be held by what was old in the nature of the law. I'm, and so today where we are, Jesus is unchanging. It's always the gospel. But God wants to work in new ways in our lives. God wants to do new things and, and help us to experience the gospel. Year after year, do things the same old way. And we can be in a rut. We can be in a rut of religion. Well, this is how we've always done things. We can be in a rut of tradition. We can be in a rut of our family of origin. patterns. Or we can look at what God wants to speak into us. I think many of us do this. If we've been following Jesus for a while. We look back and say, yeah, God saved me back then. What God said is, yeah, I saved you back then, but I'm still doing a work in you. What is it that God is doing in your life today? What is as we go from 2015 to 2016? I mean, he's been teaching us things in this past year, right? He's been leading us through things, some of them very hard, continue to grow. When I became a pastor 10 years ago, we were a church of uh, 100 people. But now we minister on a monthly basis to uh, over 600 people in one form. And, and so we have to change how we do some things. If we want this when we can agree to each other and we can do that, but how do we still continue to be welcoming? How do we still continue to be loving as people show up into what can be more of a sea of people? We need, we need to reconsider how we live things out. In our culture, maybe some new thing. We don't live in the world that we lived in 10 years ago or 20 years ago or or certainly not beyond that. We are in a a new time. And if we're going to reach this culture, we may have to look at how we do things, how God wants to move, changing word of God, but maybe changing some of our traditions, our patterns, our our ways of doing things. And if that's as a church, it certainly applies in our, our lives as well. You are not in the same season today that you were five years ago or ten years ago. God experienced back then. God is doing a new thing. And he wants to lead you forward in this year and where you are. But look at what he says. He says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? You look at many of us and say, instead of hearing from him and perceiving we had, Jake talked about it here on stage, and if you've been with us, you, you know this, that, that we were in a, a series um, talking about the Holy Spirit, of being spirit-led people, not just religious people who have a, a bunch of discipline, know his mind, that we can know his heart, that we can know his word, and know how he wants to lead us. Do you perceive what God is doing in your life as you go from what was old and Go into what is, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. He says, I will make a way in the wilderness. 
You know what wilderness is, right? Wilderness is a place where there's, we don't know our direction. We're kind of, I'm in this new season, the career stage, looking for a job. I'm trying to find my bearings. I don't really know how to do this. Or maybe you're brand new to kind of all this church stuff and it kind of seems overwhelming. How do, like, what am I supposed to do? How do I live out this life of following empty nester and wondering at how you live life in this stage? Well, he says, I make a way in the wilderness. Where there is no clear path forward, God creates one. And he wants to show it. He says, I'm doing a new thing. I will make rivers in the desert. You see, when you're in the wilderness, when you're in the desert, it's a place where you're parched. Not only are you lost and wandering, but you're feeling empty and running on fumes. Extra hours in the day. There are no quick fixes to the predicament that you're in. Where there's no natural relief, no natural refreshment, God provides it. I love the verses in thirsty again, thirsty again, life. And that not just water that, that goes down, but water that overflows. I mean, would you describe your 2015 as that? As, as springs of water just flowing out of you? That's what Jesus wants to give us. A couple chapters later, in John chapter 7, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit. From him, he talks about us overflowing with the life that he gives us. Now, I don't think my 2015 necessarily looked like that, but I want 2016 to. To, to be in a place where uh, feeling the refreshment, uh, I've been on uh, what I look at as kind of a, a two-year journey so far. I don't know uh, how long God has me in this place, but, but he's been teaching me over these past two years to, to, to sit and to be filled by him. Uh, it came in, I'm a type of personality that, you know, I plan it, I do it, I plan it, I do it. I'm very much uh, of a doer, go, go, go. I get filled up a little bit just to, to make the next step of the, the journey. And I was doing that for, for years and it kind of caught up with me. The two years ago, I was granted out of completion. Uh, this past year, I got away for a retreat with my, my wife for about a week and, and um, just learning along the way um, how to live life filled by Jesus. Living life walking very much this walk that we're with the Lord is a journey. And I pray that we will be in a place where we all kind of seek what is God doing in our lives and we'll be able to take steps to not just go about things the same way, but to look what is God doing in faithfulness. And I pray that you see God's faithfulness. How is it that now we'll move forward? My prayer for us in view of, of these scriptures Behold, God is making a way in the wilderness, that he is making rivers in in the desert. Uh, The things that I'm praying are this. Um, Number one, I pray that this would be a year of God-led direction. That that where things seem like we're just kind of led by God in the direction, that we would seek the way that he has. Whatever it is that you're going through, whether it's you're overwhelmed by parenting, whether you are trapped uh, by sin, whether you're suffering consequences of your own brokenness, whether you're going through a relational mess, forward. Um, 
that we would seek God and be led by him. I pray that for us as a church as well as for you as an individual. I I pray that we would be uh, people who are receiving God-given refreshment, rivers in the desert. And so we feel the brokenness. We're running on fumes. That we would receive God-given refreshment. That we would sit with Jesus in a way that we are filled, that when we rise and whether we go to work or or whether we go to our care it is that we go to, uh, that we would just overflow with Jesus because we've first been filled up by him. And the last thing I pray comes from the the last verses, that a little bit kind of weird verse spins, the wilds in the desert, they might declare my praise. What he's saying in the talk about jackals and ostriches is this, that is given. And be thankful. But will we as his people receive his direction? Will we receive the refreshment that he wants to give? That we may overflow and declare his overflow in declaring God's praise. Declaring his glory. Declaring his goodness. Declaring his faithfulness. And and so as we wrap up this time of teaching... um, I just want to give us a few minutes to sit and to pray. If you want to pray together, that, that is a, a wonderful thing to do. Um, I encourage you to do it. If your kids are here with you, uh, it may not be the quietest of times, but that's okay. And just, just take some time to pray together. If you came here, or, or this seems a little bit, bit awkward, or you're, you're back on your 2015, and consider that there's a God who wants to lead you forward. So uh, we'll take just a couple minutes. I'm going to ask the band to come back and just kind of play a little instrumental for us. We'll just take about four or five minutes. uh, Spend in prayer. If you want to pray out loud, you can do considering what he wants to do moving forward into 2016.